Happy Friday, beautiful people, and hello to you all out there tuning in for your first sip of the weekend. Happy hour Friday feels. We're celebrating all you working professionals out there doing your crazy craft, embracing the beauty of being human and connecting authentically. And we're your hosts, Saj and Nicole, and we're living and working around the world, holding space for you and keeping it raw and real as we share fresh content with you every week. Follow us on LinkedIn at Friday Feels and Instagram at These Friday Feels for updates throughout the week. In our last episode, we sat down with Nikki Thompson, organizational psychologist and client director of Manaz. Nikki shared her tips and tricks for maintaining an authentic persona in her personal and professional life, as well as how to embrace distractions in order to attract great things. If you haven't checked out episode four, be sure to check it out this week. Happy 2024 to each and every one of you. We are so excited to have listeners across the globe and see the content resonating with so many of you, regardless of location. We appreciate you and even found some unexpected countries that have been tuning in, like Brazil, Ireland, Spain, India, Belgium, and Honduras. This is going to be a year of magical things, and in this episode, we're making sure that we understand how to attract these amazing things into our lives, into existence, and tangibly around us so that we can feel the bliss of being human and do extraordinary things. It's a topic we're calling Action Your Attraction. We've walked a journey over the last couple of weeks from distraction to attraction, and we're wrapping up this theme with a very important episode in this. And Saj, how are you feeling about this episode? Why do you feel like this is an important topic for us and conversation for us to have? And uh, also, where are you this week? (laughs) I know we've all been traveling. (laughs) Yeah, so we are tuning, I am tuning in from Miami, Florida this week and we'll be down here for a little while so it's been nice to get out of the cold even though it's a little chilly in the evenings here. Where are you? I'm still in Ville-sur-Rison, still in this little village that I was last week. Very privileged to spend a little bit more time here and see this uh, little French town come to life as the season is starting to wane off and people are going back to work and and all of that so i'm still still in france <laughs> for the meantime <laughs> uh, that's awesome well um in terms of this topic the importance of actioning your attraction so for me i know we had this conversation uh, a little earlier but essentially actioning your attraction essentially we kind of mean manifesting correct that's how i feel about it too it's like how are you reaching your goals and rather creating the goals and dreams that you want in reality how are they becoming reality for you yeah so I think in terms of manifesting 
It's something I've heard of. I have a lot of friends actually who will say things. I have one friend actually, she's going to laugh when she hears this that we're talking about manifesting because she's so big on it and she will tell me stories about people and she's like, yeah, you know, I went to this lady, her house is really big and nice and she, you know, just seemed really happy. She was working on her businesses and I asked her like, you know, how did you get here? And she was like, I manifested this like a few years ago. And she really, in some of my times when I didn't know what I was doing or even uh, some of the job offers that I've gotten when I wasn't sure what I wanted to, she's like, you're going to manifest it. Just like, just think you're going to manifest it. And I used to be like, what are you talking about? Like, this is not going to work. And I watched it work. (laughs) And I don't, you know, I don't know how I feel if I feel like 100% that yes, you manifest everything in your life. But I do think that I do think that you can make active decisions to open yourself up and to bring things in that you wanted. And you, you know, I've said this a lot on the podcast, which is, you kind of take the temperature of the things you like and the things that you don't like, and you move towards the things that you like. And if that, that's kind of what manifesting means to me. I feel like it's a little bit more of a, a realistic approach of just because of my personality. I'm not like a blind faith type of person, but it, it does have elements of, of hope and faith in it. And I think that when you have things that resonate with you, I think I'm more of like a resonating (laughs) and then bringing to life kind of person, which I guess is the same as manifesting or attracting, you know, actioning your attraction, doing actionable things that can help bring in what you want more of in your life or who you want more of. What about you? Yeah, it's really interesting to me. I think there are these schools of thought uh, there's the school of thought that manifestation. Um, so I do quite a lot of ma- mindset manifestation in, in my and mentoring with my coaching clients at times. And there's the school of thought that feels when you speak about manifestation, it's all about it's like you, you know, this foo-foo business, like you said once, it's like, you know, you kind of put <laughs> it out there and it's like, okay, well, I can sit back and I watch this happen. And that's really not how I think about manifestation. I, When I think of actioning your attraction, it's, it's about the word action. It's about taking the steps towards attracting the things into your life that you want, which often then is the hard part is knowing what you want first and foremost, but you kind of always do know what you want. You just need to kind of tap in there, you know? And so um, manifestation from what I've experienced in my life and what I've seen with clients is really only possible when you take accountability. You have to buy the lotto ticket to win the lotto. You know, you can't kind of sit back and it's very, very rare in life that, you know, someone's going <laughs> to hand you a lotto ticket that's a winning one. So just <laughs> on the street, I've never seen that happen. <laughs> Generally, people will buy the lotto ticket because they want to manifest something great in, into their lives. Um, and so actioning your attraction is, to me, that means if we talk about manifestation, it's such an important thing of, you know, every year, beginning of each year, we all sit down and we talk about writing down your goals for the year, writing down your new year's resolutions, which I know comes with a sense of pressure uh, that sometimes can be unnaturally overwhelming. Um, But I think it is important to take a moment in a uh, end of a season of a way of thinking 
and start a new chapter in a new way of thinking. You are not who you were in 2023. You are a new person every single day. And every single day you can decide what your life looks like. And every single day you can decide what your world looks like. And I think the biggest change for me came when someone said to me, and I forget now who, but thank you to that person, uh, your external reality is a direct reflection of your internal reality. And I feel like I've mentioned this before, but uh, that changed the game for me completely on manifestation. So it's really, you can only really attract to yourself, I think, what you are internally thinking and, manif you know, um, letting circulate within your inner self. So um, that's a long tangent, but anyway, that's what it means to me. <laughs> so it's an important topic, I think, for beginning of the year for us to set up how we want to make magic in this year and um, focus on the word make um, and not just receive. So, yeah. I love that. That's really nice to, to think about, yeah, like you said, <laughs> make magic. Um, and not just receive. I think there's an action element there that helps it become more tangible for people. So speaking of, of New Year's resolutions, are you are we doing them? Are you doing them this year or not? <laughs> what do you think about them? I always write down goals for the year. I've noticed that the years that I didn't write down goals, things weren't good in my life <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> Um, you know, it's like I kind of drifted away and I forgot about taking the time to be self-aware of what makes me happy, taking the time to think about what I want in my life, who I am, what I'm doing. So I do believe in writing down goals and, and working towards them. Whether that is on the 1st of January or somewhere else mm -hmm. in the year, because, you know, the concept of time is just a construct. But I do think, like I said, it's good to take a season we 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 human we in this thing called years and months and whatever else so it's good to kind of align to the collective energy and say okay you know well we all shift in a, into a new space in 2024 and you sit down and you write what does the space look like for you so i have written down some resolutions what i tend to do now after i watch this uh, movie which I really cannot remember the name of, but I, I will find it. This woman had manifested a lot of things in her life. It's, it's a great movie actually on manifestation that shows you how much work she put into it. Um, but she also believed. And the, the way she manifested is she wrote, uh, thank you for X, Y, Z. And I mm. love that because it means it already exists in the world. You already have gratitude for something that you are going to they now just have to create. So that's how I write down my, my new year's resolutions now. So it feels good. Uh -huh. I like that. I'm going to try that. So new year's resolutions. I agree with you. You can start a resolution any day, but I wonder if I kind of follow that because I feel like, eh, I don't want to live into the hype of, of having to start new things and maybe being accountable. So this year, I'm just trying to build better habits. And I started reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a pretty popular book. Um, I actually signed up for his email, and he drops gems in there all the time. And so... I like his style because it's very clear and concise and simple. 
I just started the book. I've had it for quite a while, but I haven't started opening it. And I think with what he says, one of the things that he says is like habit stacking, right? So you kind of pair something that you don't like to do with something that you like to do. And then you will also kind of fall in line if you build those habits. And so, you know, when you're going to sleep, if you're trying to get better at like a nighttime routine, you kind of put your gym clothes out, you go brush your teeth, you wipe off your makeup, you get in bed and you read for 20 minutes. Those are like four different habits that are stacked on top of each other. So it's mixed with something that you like that you don't like, um, but it gets you to where you want to go. And so I think for me, like I've been trying to be better about like taking off my makeup every night and I realized, oh, my skin does look a lot better when I do that. And so I'm just constantly reminding myself that like it feels good to feel good. I think sometimes we always think about like how much it costs us or at least I do rather than actually, you know, what we get out of it. Like I don't know why I have to beat myself into eating healthy. I know I feel good when I eat healthy. (laughs) Um or when I do some of these things. So I'm trying out Atomic Habits, not to put too much pressure on myself, to bring in better habits for this year. And I think that goes with a little more planning, being a little more settled, and trying to manifest the life that and the goals that we have for our businesses this year. And then also personally, right? Just trying to mesh those two ever after always trying to uh to try to do well on both aspects so that's that's what I'm focusing on for this new year and to be quite honest I wish I was in my pajamas eating sugar cookies and drinking hot cocoa still because I feel like I did not get enough of that the week of Christmas so I'm actually very upset that Christmas is over and we have to get back to working now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well i i kind of feel the same to, uh, i i don't think i can eat any more sugar <laughs> but I, I would like to um to have extended that period a little i i think i was saying this to you earlier but i just cannot believe you know that's what it's already the first week of january i feel like where on earth has the time gone and this is just how quickly these things run and then the next thing you know it's middle of the year and then it's a new year again. So I really, really love the idea of atomic habits. Um, I'm going to also adopt that one. So thank you for sharing that because I often have these really big overwhelming <laughs> dreams and goals and they're great, but they're very hard to um, tick off. And sometimes you need to be able to break them down into smaller things. And like you say, pair them with other things. And it could be as simple as, you know, you made me think of today I was washing the dishes and I don't mind them, but I I now am singing while I'm washing the dishes. So I actually make it quite a fun thing for myself. And it's it's the little things we do to bring joy into our lives. Um, you know, if you have to make your bed and you don't like it, then put some music on or, you know, whatever it is. So I'm definitely finding bringing more fun things into my life in a small way helps to do the other things that sometimes you just don't feel like doing. So hopefully we'll, we'll get some more Christmas cookie baking in, in Christmas in July. (laughs) Yeah. That's a long way from now, but yeah, you're right. (laughs) Let the countdown begin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, you know, from our previous conversations, it's, 
it's clear that there is a need to get more practical on how you can actually sit with your feelings of distraction, even more so. I wonder if there is an understanding of how to move past that into attraction, you know, and manifesting what you want in your life. And so I think it's one thing, a hard thing to sit with a feeling, and it's a whole different ballgame to not get stuck in it. And we talk a lot about that in some of the previous episodes, you know, feels over fears and last week's episode with Nikki. Have you read anything recently that you feel like really kind of hits the nail on the head for you on how to tackle this concept? Yeah, I actually have been reading quite a lot of this. It's definitely something I'm I'm trying to do more of in my life. So this is a great coming at the right time I think for all of us but um, I actually recently came across a very random research paper while I was reading up on all of this it was written by a gentleman called Eddie Mullins and part of his science masters he compiled this evidence on a topic of what he called the process of the law of attraction and the third law being the law of allowing and I found this really interesting because You know, it struck me that a lot of people, especially in spiritual speakers I enjoy listening to, focus on the words law of attraction. And it's often quite daunting. You know, I think we often don't, like we're saying today, we don't always know how to attract. We don't always know how to make that happen. But it was really the first time that I'd seen someone reference a sub-law, which addresses a bit more of a practical way. And he, I want to just quote a little section from it. So let me just find it here. He says something like, doubt comes from having limited belief in what is being attracted. This is where most people give up on attracting what they desire because there is simply no understanding of how to allow or just to be. Does this choice of allowing empower me or disempower me? And uh, he quotes Ford there in 2003, and he says, limited beliefs can block what you are trying to attract in your life. Now, I thought this was really interesting because this is something we all struggle with. And I know very much in myself, doubt is a killer of attraction. And I know based on the law of attraction, it talks around what you focus on fosters in your life. I don't have enough money. Well, if you keep saying that to yourself enough, then you'll just remain true. You will not have enough money. You know, if I'm worth $2, you will be worth $2 forever. Um, You are speaking your reality into being. But then understanding that at the same time, allowing yourself to be human means acknowledging the moments of distraction, like we were saying, you know. And so there are these moments of doubt and fear. It's okay to allow yourself to feel those things and then move through them into attraction. So just to learn how to like program your mind, program your thinking, and then to use that to change, knowing that you are creating reality from within yourself, um, allowing yourself to do that, allowing yourself to know that that's possible. And that's okay. That sometimes that's hard to do as a human. So yeah, that was really, it's been very profound for me to have compassion in the process of creation. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think that that's so true, right? Having compassion in the process of creating is a big, big part of it, especially, you know, a lot of people listen and 
maybe some people who actually know us, they know I'm like more type A and Nicole like is, is more free flowing, etc. But I know you've mentioned before, I don't know if you mentioned it on here, but that you have a very type A side to you. And I think with that sort of, you know, uh, mentality, it's sometimes it's very hard for us on the compassion side of things because we're very action oriented. We're very detail oriented, very output oriented. And when you're navigating new things, you're not always going to even know the output. You're not even going to know whether you're wrong or you're right, or this is the right way about going to do things. So, I think it's really awesome to kind of hear and sh- thank you for sharing, you know, this particular excerpt. And that's something we want to do more of on the podcast is like, what are some of the influences that we have that have made little shifts in our life in order for us to not only pursue this journey, but get to this point where we realize this is something important to do. And I think a lot of people listening you know, everybody's a different space in life, but if there is some little inkling that you feel like you want to do something else, sometimes it's these little things, these things that we read, that we share, that we post, that we try to keep reminders of that kind of keep us on the path of going down the rabbit hole. Like, okay, maybe this is okay. This is, (laughs) this is how I've seen somebody get over this before. This is how I've seen someone move past these feelings that totally align with how we're feeling so thank you so much for sharing that yeah of course and you know I think you hitting the nail on the head in terms of it's we are human it's not always easy you know we read these things and we try practice them but we also as Nikki also mentioned in last week's episode we we do what we can and and um, we have like you say we have compassion with that and the one thing that's really also stuck out for me is something that I feel holds me back and maybe other people experience this too is one manifestation and action in your traction is about responsibility and, and accountability because no one else is going to do that for you. No one else can tell you what you want and how to get it. You know, only you really know and the universe with you or, you know, everyone around you that supports you can help you put these things into action. But a little level and actually quite a deep level beyond that is the feeling that you are worth that thing that you are seeking. And that's something I know I struggle with. And I just started this beautiful narrated journey with my parents. I found this book in a street library two days ago and I've been reading it. And it's it's a channel text by Paul Siegel um, who kind of yeah, channels a, a lot of energy coming through and the book's called The Book of Knowing and Worth. And in there, he just in the introduction section, um, it's very profound. They talk about the, the fact that you need to know that you will only be creating in your world um, if you can remember how wonderful you are as a person, you know, that how wonderful you are as a human. And I actually found that quite hard to read. I was very emotional reading that um, because I think, like you say, we are so hard on ourselves that we forget the wonder. We forget the beauty. And we often talk about this on here, the beauty of being a working professional, the beauty of being a human. It's, It's not, it's not something to be said flippantly. It's something that's really, um, you know, at the depth of who we are. And so I think for me as a resolution, <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as something I'm working on this year is to really own my worth 
um, and to acknowledge that in, in the knowing that you know we are wonderful beings and we can do whatever uh, our hearts desire because of that. Wow, that's really that's really interesting. I've never um, heard of what is a channeled text. Can you explain that? So, so it's um, and this is all my my, <laughs> my hippie spiritualness coming up. But basically, Paul Siegel is is a channel for, for example, the way I explained my song dropping into my consciousness, into my mind, mm. you know, kind of coming from somewhere when I. I opened up that like channel to receive, I guess that's exactly the same thing. So he noticed that he had this um, these words kind of dropping into his mind from the collective consciousness, from let's call it the universal beings out there. You know, we some people believe in angels, some people believe in guides, whatever these beings are that are providing this information. And he felt the need to to have it written down. And I think this is his third book. I've not read the other two, but it's really profound. And um, I'm, like I said, I'm only into the introduction, but I, I already <laughs> can see that this it's like a 25-day journey. It's going to be an interesting one. I'm, I'll probably be quite different uh, when I come to day 26 after it all. So I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yes, please do. I've never heard of that before, so... Thanks for sharing. Yeah. And do you have any personal experiences with actioning your attraction aside from this recent text? Well, actually recently something dawned on me, which I'd like to share is sometimes I think we're quite impatient as human beings. I am very impatient. I know I think of something and then I want it to just happen. You know, I want to see it in reality and it's great because you you know you want to dream big and, and manifest quickly but sometimes things take time and you don't always realize that you need to walk a journey to see these things come into fruition and so I don't know if you've seen the, the movie A Good Year with Russell Crowe uh I don't think so I feel like I've heard of it but I don't know that I've seen it so it was made in 2006, and I think it's one of his best movies. The role just suits him so nicely. And it was when I was in grade 11, and I'd watched this movie, and I'd already kind of had this affinity to the French and everything, and I just thought, well, this is the life I want to have one day. I want to be living in a little <laughs> town in France, in the vineyards, and kind of working in a little cafe and, you know, whatever else. And when I was in 2007, a year after that, I was in matric and I wrote down all my goals for my life, you know, after that, as you do when you're 18 and wondering what you're going to do. And I actually remember, I can see it in my mind's eye, it was a piece of paper with pink writing on it. And one of the things I wrote down was to live in France for a year. And the other thing I wrote down was to work in a place in Provence and to speak uh, French fluently. So there were all these. And I now have a one-year long-stay visa in France. I am now living in Provence. I am speaking French and I'm hopefully going to get fluent. But it's taken me 17 years to get here. And it just dawned on me when I watched this movie the other day again. And I thought, holy hell. <laughs> I mean, I manifested it, but it took a really long journey of it 
a lot of different things I didn't expect to happen to get here. And so sometimes it takes time to manifest. And it's really nice when you can kind of watch that come into action and appreciate that. It doesn't matter how long it takes for you to get there. That's true. I agree with that. Uh, I think you mentioned you being impatient, which I haven't really seen too much of. (laughs) Thank you. But I agree with that. I'm a very impatient person as well. And what you said about manifesting things and not worrying about how long it takes for you to get there, that really resonated. I think sometimes when we're impatient, we we get very specific about, well, we need to have X, Y, Z by X, Y, Z. And yeah, I think it's great to kind of have goals, but it does sometimes take away from maybe even trying if you don't hit it in the first year or the first two years. And so, you know, 17 years later, it still means probably just as much to you, right? And so I think that used to be one of my goals too, was living in Paris and for a year and uh, I took a lot of years of French as well, but it became more of like living and working in different places. And that was something that I feel like meant a lot to me. And in, term of, in terms of like my personal experience with manifesting, I have this little piece of paper I wrote down. I think I was doing an exercise. I was, I don't remember who said to do it. I don't know which course I was taking or what I was thinking about when I did it but it was just like what do you want for your life and so I wrote down I was 33 and a half years old and I'm gonna live till 83 and a half years old and so that's 50 years now I have to do what I need to do (laughs) it's been sitting on my blackboard for a year and a half and sometimes it gets covered over with other things and it has like a list of four things that I want for my life or five things and I was trying to find it um but basically it was saying like I want you know, I want to have financial freedom. I want to be able to travel and love what I do. I want to be in a, you know, um, a loving, committed relationship. Like what are the things that I want? And it wasn't very specific, but I looked at it uh, about two weeks ago when I was packing up my stuff to come here. And I was like, wow, I feel like I'm really on my way to these things. (laughs) And when I wrote them, I really wasn't. And I think that that's kind of, really telling for me. I also have like these abundance shower things that I bought them. They just stick in whatever shower that you're in. And there was a time where I would read them and I would get so angry every day in the shower reading them because I'm like, this thing is lying. (laughs) It just says, it says like, oh, I'm a super abundant person. And like, uh, I don't have them, but they're, they basically say like, I want for nothing. What is for me is for me will always come to me and things along that line. There's like 30 of them or something. And I gifted them to some people for, (laughs) I think Christmas, maybe the year before, but it's funny. I think that sometimes you don't realize how far you've come until you read things and they don't one trigger you as much or you realize, Oh, wow. (laughs) That's actually something that I put out there that I wanted and maybe always wanted it. Maybe some people don't need to write it down, but I think it really helped me reading it to be like, wow, these are actually things that I'm working towards. And it's a good reminder of sometimes it gives you that extra push to see exactly, you know, where you've come from and how 
different your thinking in your life was. You know, at that time I was working a nine to five job. I hated it. I didn't feel like it really resonated with me being my authentic self. I would volunteer for certain activities there and those more aligned with me. And so it was hard. It was a real struggle for me to figure out what I liked and what I didn't like and what even bothered me about it, right? And so I think it sounds great on paper, but to actually think about where I was back then versus where I am now, I think that is more meaningful to me is kind of the mindset shift that these things are possible, that these things you can work towards them in small steps and build a life that you you know, you really want rather than you have. I love that. Yeah, I'm so glad that you are experiencing that now. So thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I think that's, I mean, this is such a beautiful way for us both to be able to start the year off with gratitude, knowing that we've come all all this way. Things are manifesting into our lives. And, you know, for everyone else listening out there, the invitation, you know, is there to share with us what have you experienced that you are seeing come true in your life now that you were manifesting many years ago. And sometimes manifestation happens within like a few seconds, within a day, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't really have to be tied to time. But I think the knowing and the acceptance that, like you say, these things come to you when you're ready for them, when when you actually will appreciate them for what they are. And maybe you need to walk a little journey in yourself. And sometimes that's hard to acknowledge, you know, that actually I needed to go through this maze <laughs> and come out a different person and, uh, or, you know, have had certain growth or certain things happen. So, um, you know, and I think relationships are often like that too. I think sometimes the person you're supposed to meet and share certain experiences with, they're also going through their own things. And so sometimes you just need to have journeys of your own and then you meet in a certain space at a moment that you probably least expected. You know, we we see all these movies all the time with that kind of attraction. So um, put it out there. And I think what's important probably about what we're saying is the motivation, the intention behind it, you know, um, so, you know, we invite people to share with us and in terms of what is it that you are manifesting in your life and how can we help as a community to support that uh, in 2024? Because it is important to work together. So we're here. We're here to listen. We're here to support and encourage and um, see how we can help manifest these things into your life in this new year. As we're closing up, what is your gem of the week, Nicole? What's enabling and empowering you to be a successful working professional in the world? What did you discover? What is filling your cup? Are there any tech and tools you're using to lighten the load? How are you having fun? How are you feeling this week? Share with us. I am recovering uh, from the Christmas (laughs) sugar high. (laughs) So I'm definitely feeling a lot better. Um, I 
my cup is very full. It's definitely overflowing from all the festivities and having my friend Diane here to celebrate with. It was just so special. She's got such a love for life. So thank you, Diane, for, for sharing that with me. And also, we celebrated Gracie's birthday last week. So she's a full seven years old now, hoping for another uh, 32 with her, you know. <laughs> Hopefully we grow all together and have lots more adventures. So uh, that was wonderful. And it was just really special being in this little town for, for New Year's Eve. You know, it's so small and and there's nothing really going on here. But the next thing, there was fireworks and we were singing Sweet Caroline. That's a very South African thing to do is sing Sweet Caroline <laughs> into the night sky. <laughs> I promise you every South African will agree. <laughs> and... Um, and yeah, just also then coming out of that, yesterday I had this beautiful experience walking into the grocer and there was, you know, everyone hustling and bustling and this French gentleman sitting on the wicker chair in the grocer, reading his paper, people coming and greeting each other, one's taking his groceries out of there in a little basket, you know, like weave basket or whatever. It just was this beautiful experience of community, of hometown and and uh, warmth that you don't often see and in me having grown up in a city it's definitely something not something that I have often seen so that was really special to me and uh, I feel like I'll have to manifest a lot of money so that I can now buy a house in the south of France at some point so <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say <laughs> and I'll help you? you with that we could find you a, a small town somewhere more affordable. But yeah, I know what you feel about the, the small town energy. So this past week, we were driving down from New York to Florida, and we stopped in to a town where we spent some time in before in Kinston, North Carolina. I hope to have more listeners there. Um, but they're also a small, a very small town, and we know a lot of people there, and it's always fun. I mean, it's always a good time. It's always just you know, having that sense of like you're talking about community and people really asking genuinely, like, how are you doing? What are you up to? We went back to some of our favorite spots to eat and drink. And it was really nice uh, to see everyone this year. We spent New Year's Eve in, in Florida um, with some cousins that we have down here. And that was also really nice to be in the warmth and just have a really good vibe and not too much stress around even driving down here, which I thought was going to be really rough. And so I think it really helped me out this week to kind of do things a little bit differently than I normally would have done. And having the support and community kind of wherever you go, right? And I think that's one of the big things with Friday Feels that we're trying to create and, and hold on to is things that we've seen in places that really resonate with us and making sure that people have a community wherever they go, if that's just by listening to us, but, but maybe that's other things that, that we kind of engage with you guys on. I think it's really important. It, it helps you build the life that you want and it helps you find the people that you're supposed to meet. And so we really are committed to this. And this is something that's you can tell from our stories has really made a big difference on our journeys and in our weeks and in our lives. And we want to share that with you. And so we definitely encourage you guys to look around and see what resonates with you. Is it the small town? Is it the city? 
And I think that's really funny that you mentioned that you've always been in the city because I went to school in the city and I I really have a special part in my heart for city living, but I also did not know how much I like the kind of small town feel and the fact that people know your name and what you're doing and what's going on. And I had never really experienced that before we were in Kinston, North Carolina. So uh, shout out to that city for doing a good job. And I think it's awesome to kind of hear that you've had a similar experience from all the way in South Africa. I didn't know that before. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And I honestly also, you know, whoever said the French were rude is completely mistaken. They are some of the most friendly people I've experienced. Um, You know, you walk into a little place here and everyone kind of greets you. Bonjour. They don't know you, but they, everyone greets you and then they carry on with their life. And it's just, it's wonderful. I find it very welcoming. And as a solo traveler, you know, that's, it's everything. It's, it's being able to feel like you belong no matter where you are, no matter um, if they don't know your name or where you come from, you know. And so I, it would be amazing to see more of that all over the world. And so... We'd love to hear the stories, you know, wherever you're listening from, what are what are your experiences of feeling that sense of belonging um, and support and community? And as we as we kind of tie to an end, you know, on this theme, also let us know how you're manifesting that into your life and how are you attracting the joy of community and and the tribe around you into your life. So we'd really love to hear from you. Please share your thoughts on this topic and remember to engage with us on LinkedIn at Friday Feels and on Instagram at These Friday Feels. Um, and remember to also tag us at hashtag These Friday Feels to share your stories. And you can work with us or potentially have us broadcast Friday Feels from your space. So check out our website at friday-feels.co or reach out to us via email at hello at friday-feels.co. We are now live on all platforms, including Spotify, Google, Apple, and Amazon. And you can find all the episodes on our site, friday-feels.co. And so we're in a new month, which means we need a new theme. And we're talking about tell me what to do. How are you making decisions in your life? Who is writing your to-do list? And what tools are you using to navigate and manage your life? So join us as we delve into some cool topics related to this. And we're very excited also to announce what is in store for Friday Feels in 2024. We've been working hard behind the scenes to razzle, dazzle it up and celebrate being this incredible community with you. So stay tuned for more on that. That's our mix. We've had fun mingling with you and we wish you safe travels into your bed, into the night and into this awesome weekend. See you next week. Keep it real.